It says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I might win Christ. Amen. And the title of my message is, The Man That Lost Nothing. (laughs) The Man That lost nothing. If you could bow your hearts with me, Father, we just thank you for the anointing, hallelujah, that breaks every chain. Hallelujah, Lord, we ask right now that you fill this tabernacle with your spirit, that it have liberty to touch, to heal, to deliver, to restore, hallelujah, to lift up. Hallelujah, we banish depression. We come against doubt and fear. Lord, we thank you for the blessing, oh God, of your favor, and we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let's lift up the name of the Lord one One more time. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, the man that lost nothing. Amen. Amen. No doubt, like me, some of you have lost some stuff. I lose money. And I lose all kinds of stuff. You know, I've lost a job before. We can lose a job. We can lose family members. We can lose relationships. We can lose our health. We can sometimes lose our children. But there's a couple of things you can't afford to lose. The God that we serve hates to lose things. Did you know that? Jesus told the story of the shepherd who had 99 sheep. But because one was missing, he hated. He was not going to lose that one sheep. Our God does not like to lose. And guess what? He never does. He is going to go after that one that was lost. In fact, in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, he, he doesn't like losing even souls. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, any should be lost, but that all should come to repentance. God hates to lose. He hates to lose. I want you to think for a moment, what's the most valuable thing that you have ever lost? See, I've lost wallets, but not money. I've lost wedding rings, but not my marriage. I've lost cars, but not my life. I've lost jobs, but not daily bread. I've lost friends, but not my peace. I've lost my parents, but not their words. I've lost many times comfort, but never hope. I've lost a deposit on a house, but not a place to sleep. There are things that you are going to lose. But there's some things you must never lose. I'm talking today about the man that lost nothing. Sometimes you, we think we're losing, but in fact, when we come to Christ, there are things that we're going to gain. Amen. There are things that we're going to win. Amen. I want to tell you about a man in the Bible that seemed to lose everything. In Job chapter 1, verse 13, and you all know the story of Job. The Bible starts out, there was a man in the land of us who was perfect. And who eschewed evil. I'm not going to read the whole 
uh, chapter, what I want to read these few verses to bring home to you something that all of us are going to experience. There is going to be a time when you lose something. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job. You know, that phone rings. And you know, immediately something tells you it's bad news. And they said the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, here comes some more bad news. The devil likes to kick you when you're down. And while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God, you see that? The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, you ever had one of them days? The while he was yet speaking kind of days where it just comes piling up. While he was yet speaking, there came another messenger that said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, you think you've had a bad day? There came another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. See, this was a man who could truly claim that he had lost everything. We've heard that story before. People say, I've lost everything. We had a fire um, where we did lose everything. Uh, the night when the, fire, when the fire was finally over, the only place we could go was to Walmart to buy some clothes. Amen. We had lost everything. A uh, brand new car was burned up. Uh, I had for the first time in my life a riding tractor. I didn't have to mo- walk and push the mower. That was burned up. Everything was burned up. I remember, and as I've testified before, the reporter came. They like to see you cry. You know, they want to see some motion. It says going to have to say something because I'm going to write something. And I said, you know, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for them that love God and are called according to purpose. Yeah, so we went to Walmart and we, we bought some clothes and checked into a hotel. I guess I never thought of it before, but I just, it just hit me now that I could say that we lost everything. Uh, her brand new car, my nice, nice Sears riding lawnmower. I'd never had a riding lawnmower. Man, I was so looking forward to not pushing the the, the old lawnmower. You see, the devil wants to tell you that you have lost everything. Sometimes he wants to blame God for it too. And on the face of it, if you read the book of Job, it seems that way. But in Job chapter 1 verse 12, let's read it very carefully. See, Satan had come to God. He'd had a little conversation. Sometimes Satan has a little conversation with the Lord concerning you. Behold, the Lord said unto Satan, all that he has, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth not thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And it seems as if, God, why did you let him do that? You ever had those conversations, Lord, why did you let that happen? Why did you allow this into my life, this tragedy, this hurt, this loss? 
But you understand in the Hebrew, that's not really what this sentence is saying. There's a verb in there in the Hebrew, the I am verb. And in this present tense, it says, all that he hath is. And in the Hebrew, that word is who. I had a lot of difficulty when I was studying Hebrew because who means is, and he means she, and all of that stuff. It's very tricky. But in this, in this instance, that word is is in a certain tense. It's in the imperfect tense in the Hebrew. And what it means is God did not give him that. He already had it. All that he has is in your, already in your hand. Do you understand that Satan was called the God of this world? The moment Adam and Eve sinned, they lost dominion. All God was saying, listen, you already have everything that he has. But there's something that he has that you can't take. There's something that we cannot afford to lose. It's not this physical life. It's not this physical life. See, some people think that God gave him permission, but no. What God was saying, listen, you already control all his material stuff. You already control, actually, even his life. Shall I prove it to you? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers even of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him who has what? You understand that Satan could have killed him too. In fact, God had to step in and say, no, but you can't kill him. Satan already had the power to do what he wanted. He was just scared of God, that's all. He was frightened that God might mess up his plans. What I'm trying to tell you is, on the face of it, Job lost everything. Job lost everything. Matthew chapter 16 verse 26 tells us though that there's something we cannot afford to lose. There's something that is so precious that God did not give that into the power of Satan to take. The Bible says, for what profiteth a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I'm not, I, I, I once met a really fairly rich man. And he began to have an argument with me about how much money was enough money. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it kind of helped me understand how some people think. Because to me, like, maybe a million dollars would be okay. He said, no, no, that wouldn't be enough. Five mi- no, that's not enough. Ten, no, ten million is not enough. He was getting angry with me because I was <laughs> settling <laughs> for less. I said, but a hun- no, that would not be enough. He was getting p- fairly mad with me because nothing was enough. You see, his heart was somewhere else. The truth is, you're going to be buried in one set of clothing. The truth is, you're not taking any of it with you. <laughs> see, he was one of those people who operated under uh, he who dies with the most wins. But he who dies with the most is still dead. (laughs) Think about it. He who dies with the most is dead. You see, that's not how, that's not a win to me. It's he who can live again is the winner. See, Jesus told this little revelation here. He said, what profiteth a man if he gained the whole world and lose the most valuable thing? There is something that you nor me can afford to lose. 
At the time, all his friends gathered around Job and said, mm-hmm, yep, this was, we saw this coming. You know how some friends are. They're, they're, they're Monday morning quarter. I, we saw this coming. We knew this was going to happen to you, Job. You're just so stuck up. But there are things, some things that we definitely need to lose. We need to lose fear. We need to lose pride. There's some things we can afford to lose. We can, we can afford to lose lust, the love of lust. We can afford to lose some anger. We can afford to lose some addictions. We certainly need to lose some gossip. We certainly need to lose some evil speaking. And certainly we can lose some bad relationships. There are some things we ought to lose. There's some things we ought to forget at the mall. You've heard of parents taking their children to the mall and driving away? (laughs) There's some things we should take to the mall and just leave them there. Some of those bad attitudes. Evil thinking. Corrupt notions. We can lose some things. And guess what? It won't hurt us. But, you know, in return for coming to Christ, we're given some things. We have been given a spiritual family. I count all of you as my family. Now in the flesh I only have, I only have 11 grandchildren. But I've got hundreds and thousands of brothers and sisters. There's some things that I have been given. I've been given God's grace. You've been given God's grace. You have been given his mercy. You've been given his spirit. You've been given his love. I've been given a peace that passes human understanding. See, when that house burned down, the reporter was looking for me to be all crying. And I've told you this story. I'm sorry to tell it to you again. But I got to the house first when it was on fire. And all the neighborhood was there just watching it burn like it was like July the 4th, you know. Everybody came out to see what was going on. And it was a Sunday and my wife was coming from church. And I told you, the neighbor looked at her in the car and said, your wife is smiling. (laughs) And you know what I said to myself, Lord, please don't let him think we did this. (laughs) As it is, we didn't have enough insurance. Please don't let him think we did this. Your wife is smiling. That's not right. Your house is burning down. You see, many times we think we've lost, but we've actually won. There was something, try as he might, Satan couldn't take from Job. There's something he wants to take from you. There's something he wants to take completely away from you. And it's the one key to you winning, and that's your faith. It's something that he wants that will destroy your soul if he can take away your faith. And the reason why he can't take it away, the reason why he never had it, was it was given directly by God. In Romans 1, 20, 12, 12 and verse 3, it says this, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. According to, now what does this say? As God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. You get it? He couldn't take that. That was the one thing that was still protecting Job no matter what he took. No matter what he took, he took his children, he took his money, he took his lands, he took his servants. Finally, he took his health. 
But there was something that Satan didn't realize he could not get from Job. There's something that you have to hold on to as tightly as you can, despite what Satan is taking from you, despite the losses, despite the pressure, you have to hold on to your faith. You have to hold on to your trust. You have to hold on to your belief. Because it's the one thing that will finally destroy us. He can take, he took the house. You know what God did? He helped me build a better house. A much better house. A much bigger house. The neighbor came and said, you're blocking my sight. <laughs> he, had, he previously had a view to the river. <laughs> but he didn't anymore. <laughs> I had a view to the river. (laughs) I tell you, you can have something that replaces whatever the devil took. The Bible said he was going to restore what the canker worm and all them devils have taken. So you can be the man or the woman that in actuality have lost nothing. You can be the one that truly you can say you've lost nothing. See, Satan wants to take your faith. He wants to take the things that belong. Jesus held up a coin and he says, whose who's picture's on this? Caesar's. Well, then give it to Caesar. Anything you hold on to that's physical, Satan can grab the other end of it. And he can pull you. But when Satan came to Jesus, he said, I have, he have, I've got nothing. He has nothing in me. There was nothing for Satan to pull. When we hold on to things, to people, to relationships, to material things, that's when he can pull you. But when you hold on to Christ, you can say, he has nothing in me. Nothing in me. Now, in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, we see something here that should inform us of so, and I've told you this before. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Simon, Simon. Now, one of my grandchildren, his name is Anderson. His mother named his middle name after me. So every time he messes up and I'm in their presence, she uses his full name. And I sit up. <laughs> she says, Anderson Michael Browning. <laughs> And I always sit up because someone is calling my name in that manner. So when you see Jesus say, Simon, Simon, now remember, he had called him what? Peter. Every time Jesus says, Simon, Simon, it's the sit-up name. It's, it's the, pay attention, Simon. Otherwise, he called him Peter. But you'll notice in Scripture, every time he's given a little instruction to Peter, he calls him, it's his middle name thing. So, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. You understand? He desires to have you. He's truly, he hates you being here. And he wants to sift you as he wants to blow you away. And how he's going to do it is destroy your faith. He's going to bring things into your life and then blame it on God. He's going to bring people and destruction and, and, and hurt and pain. I want you to blame it on God. And I used to get kind of, all right, I'll confess, a little mad with God because all Jesus said is, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Jesus, you could stop him. You could say, no, leave him alone. He didn't say that. All he said was, I'm going to pray for you that your faith fail not. 
Because I didn't understand it. I didn't really get it until a few years ago what Jesus was really saying and doing. See, the thing that you cannot lose is your faith. The thing you must hold on to no matter what is your faith. The thing that you must always believe is God loves you. That he cares for you. That he died for you. That he can rescue you. That he can keep you. That he can heal you. That he can restore you. That he can put you back upon that rock. That he can lift you up. That he can take you out of the mud. He can clothe you. See, I want you to understand that even though on the face of it, everyone looked at Job, including his wife, says, you got nothing. (laughs) You have nothing. You might as well curse God and die. There was one thing that I can prove to you that Job understood about his situation. And let me tell you this, Job understood that actually he had lost nothing. Job chapter 1 verse 21. And said, naked, I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. In other words, I've lost nothing. (laughs) Do you see that? I have lost nothing. I didn't come with that stuff. I'm not going with that. You think you can take your car to heaven? You won't need your car in heaven. I'm going to be like, beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) Actually, beam me up, Jesus. See, he understood that he had actually lost nothing. He didn't bring any of this stuff with him. So all it, all it was is that it was going to turn back into dust that Satan had been promised. That's all he was going to get to eat. Naked I came to my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord... He wouldn't even credit Satan with taking it. Blessed be the name of... Come on, let's say that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When you have that attitude... You've just given Satan a black eye because he don't know what he's going to do. I took away all his toys. I took away all his stuff. And he's still coming to church. She's still coming to church. They're still worshiping. They're still praying. They're still trusting him. He didn't know what to do. I know what. Let me make him sick. Let me have another chance at it. It's because he cares about his life so much. Let me make him sick. That'll be the turning point. But that was not the turning point. See, if you have faith, if you still have faith, if you still believe, if you're still trusting, if you're still praying, guess what? You have lost nothing. You've not lost a single thing because you didn't come with anything. (laughs) There was no baby born with furniture. (laughs) I mean, that would be like, uh, what's on the tabloids? Baby born with furniture and cars. (laughs) Everybody be crowded around the checkout line looking at that newspaper. You didn't bring anything. You can't lose anything. Because if your treasure is in heaven, he can't take it. Let me go back to what Brother Paul said because he got this too. He, uh, Job was not the only person who realized that he didn't lose nothing. In Philippians 3.8, let's read that scripture again. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss. Why? For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all material things. And do count them as what? Nothing. Dung. They're not worth a thing. If so, in other words, if they're not worth a thing, I've not really lost anything. 
I've not lost anything. Why? That I may win Christ. Listen, if you win Christ, you have not lost a thing. You're the, the man or the woman that has lost nothing. Job understood that. That's why he still held on to his faith because he said, listen, I didn't bring any of that stuff. I didn't come born with chickens and doves and, and turtle doves and goats. And I won't go taking them with me. So in fact, I am the man that have lost nothing. In fact, I am the man that have gained everything. You're the woman that has gained everything. See, I told you that the God we serve doesn't like losing anything. John chapter 18, verse 8. And I'm, I'm almost finished. Jesus answered, I've told you that I am he. They came to arrest him in the garden. And really, they came to arrest all of them. Remember I taught you about that? They sent a band of 600 soldiers. And they were really intent on arresting the whole lot of them. But Jesus was not going to allow it. You know why? Because he's not lost anyone. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. Verse 9, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake. Of them which thou gavest me, I've lost none. I've lost You cannot be lost in Jesus, with Jesus, because he's not going to allow it. You know what happened when he said, I am he? The Bible said all 600 of them fell backwards. I am he. That's all he had to say. I am he. Satan and his hordes had to fall backwards because you can't take from God what's his. All you have to be sure is that you're his. Your treasure is in heaven. Then you can be the man or the woman that has lost nothing. If you can stand with me, please. John 17, verse 12. Here's Jesus praying just before he's going to be arrested. He says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them. I kept them. I want you to say he kept me. Now say it again. One more time like you believe it. While I was in them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me. See, if it comes from God, it cannot be stolen. That's why I don't, I used, people used to come to me. I used to have a studio in the 80s and, do, and people would say, let's copyright this song. And, and I say, I'm not worried about it. You can't take it because God gave it to me. I can't lose it. It wasn't mine. It's his. He says, what thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost. Let's say none. None. Of them is lost. But the son of perdition. And that word, that word position means lost. The only one that was lost was the one that was lost. That the scripture might be fulfilled. I'm going to give you one last scripture. Then I'm going to end this. How the father makes sure that anything that comes to him cannot be lost in the parable that Jesus told of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 and verse 24 when he comes back this is what he says for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost (laughs) he was lost but now it's found what I'm trying to tell you today if you are feeling lost you can make it was lost. If you're feeling lost, you can make it was lost. Because the father is right there looking. The Bible said he was looking afar off. He was looking afar off. And they they had themselves a party. Because the thing that was lost 
the son came back. You can be that person that has lost nothing. To the world it may look like Job lost everything. His money, his health, his wealth, his, his, his relationship with his wife even. Because she told him, you, 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 are, you might as well curse God and die. He had to tell her, you speak like a stupid woman. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't a great relationship right then. But look what God did because he held on to his faith. He understood that you can't lose with God. The father wants to make the was lost found. He will make the was found so that you or me can be the person who has lost nothing. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Or what profiteth a man if he gain the whole world and in the end lose the only thing that matters? We're going to close this service. The altars are open if you want to come and pray. But I want to tell you that God is saying, do not lose your faith. Do not lose your belief. Do not lose your trust in me. I love you. I care for you. I will do anything. for. I will be there looking for you. And if you will give yourself to me, you cannot be lost. Why? Because I have lost none of them. None of them. Hallelujah. We're going to close this service. Hope you will take this word. I hope you'll meditate upon it. Father, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Church, if you'll just pray with me. Father, we come to you today, Lord God. Lord, we humble ourselves under your hand. Lord, we cannot be lost if we will stay, hallelujah, under your hand. Lord God, because you are the God that loses nothing. Lord, everything that we give to you is secure. Lord, we give you our lives. We give you our souls, Lord God. We give you our word, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. For those who have come to the altar right now, Lord God, whatever the need, whatever the loss, Lord God, you can make was be found. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, hallelujah, for what you're doing, the work you're doing, for the healing work you're doing, for the health that was lost, for the finances that was lost, for the relationship that was lost, that you are making was found. Lord God, we thank you right now for your greatness and for your love. Hallelujah. Church, if you will pray with me as I pray for those at the altar.